what it is. This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, nobody does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Hard Factor. It is Monday, October 25th, 2021, episode 799 and a half. We're going to go right. with the half, mm-hmm. right? And that, that enables our boy, Will, who will be with us tomorrow to join in on the big 800. So, um, right. You're welcome. 800 and uh, did you say October 25th? Boy, has this year flown by? Hasn't it? It has. Yeah, it's been it's been yeah. it's been pretty fast. I'd yeah, say. Yeah, a little too fast. It's How like, many of yeah. these years have we got left? Like fifty? Like for <laughs> lucky? Twenty? That's uh, positive thinking. Yeah. Right, so let's say thirty-five. <laughs> this was pretty quick. If this if there's only thirty-five left, I don't like it. I don't like the speed that it's going. Slow it down. Slow it down. I'm going to the doctor tomorrow for a uh, like a close to forty checkup, and uh, pretty and sure he's going to tell me I've got about 20, 20 years left if I keep maybe fifteen if I keep going the way I'm going. You, they, see, you see this number? This is what your uh, right. body's age is. Yeah, sixty three. Mm-hmm. Do they call it a lot? Like, is that a thing? Like when you turn forty, they're like, yeah, twenty years. They just give you a number. No, no, no. they never do that. Then no one would go to the doctor if they did that. They don't give you a number, but they tell they they uh, they scare you, they embarrass right. you, and say you know they call you what, fat. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. That's what I want, though. I, I need a scare, so I'm, I that's, I'm, I'm basically paying for a scare tomorrow. Yes, I, I want the equivalent. <laughs> I want the equivalent of the teacher that fucks the student without the sex when it comes to my doctor. I want the I want the doctor to be like the cool teach. You know, who like or and my dentist, I want that, too. Who's like, hey, man, you know, cavities are tough, but don't worry, you might get rich and you can just get implants of teeth or I'm like, with, you know, I'm with you on dentist. Yeah. Pat. I had a, I think you're right there dead on on the dentist. Like, I've never had a cavity, but my gums have always been shitty. I don't floss much. And I had to get like gum surgery way back in the day to get roof of my mouth to the bottom of my gums. Like eventually my teeth are going to fall out because my gums, my teeth mm-hmm. are strong. Gums are shit. So like every time I go, they're like, you, you, you know, you got too much tartar and they tear my gums up and then one time i went in austin and the, went to a different dentist and, you know, i was like give me uh, i started giving all the buzz phrases that like all the other do- dentists gave me he goes no nah, those guys are idiots your teeth are perfect you're the best and he's just like, yeah. that's what i'm talking yeah, about like, take my is, money what's this guy talking about <laughs> take my money a d's a d's you know it's a good mark it's not an f yeah it's that's like right that. teach i wish everyone had teeth like you is what he said you're perfect patient i was like here's the deal what's going when, on when you get near 70 you know, you're going to lose a lot of your teeth. Who cares at that point, right? Just, you know, yeah. If I'm in the metaverse, gonna, you know, who cares? It's going to be a pain in the dick, but yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what do we got? What are we talking about today, boys? What's Tons of on? stuff, Wes. I'm okay. doing the coffee. You're going to fucking love it. Uh, oh, okay. We're going to get into what happened with this Alec Baldwin shooting oh. on the set of that movie, Rust. Uh, I have some exclusive information about what may have caused the accident, and that's not like when we say we have an exclusive recording, but it's really not. It's really awesome. So stay tuned for that. That is exclusive to Hard Factor. Nice. Uh, what are you guys getting into? Fantastic. I think Wes and I have a bunch of hilarious sex stories. Like most of the show is just going to be funny sex mm-hmm. stories that we text each other the stories over the weekend. And we're like, oh, what? So yeah. Had a, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. It's yeah. good. It's yeah. It's we got some, so you got some good stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. And, our, yeah. and because of our new sponsors are very sexual as well. So. Yeah, we got a couple of sexual sponsors. It goes like peanut butter and jelly t- with today's show. Well, so. Pat, you want to, I mean, you want to take us away then? You wanna- yeah. yeah, I'll take you right there. It's yeah. time for the... Uh- the cream of the crop! Oh, I hit the wrong button. Whoopsie. What Whoa. I meant to do was... <laughs> yeah. Cup of coffee in the big time. <laughs> there you I go. hope that doesn't make the cream of the crop less um, dramatic. But anyway, okay. Yeah. Guys, okay, let's start with a fun fact. Uh, where do you think the hottest place on Earth is? In a volcano somewhere. Some, okay, uh, not what I'm talking about. So some desert. It's not a riddle. Oh. It's going to be uh, 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 what's that? California, the uh, yeah, desert Death out there. Death Valley. Yeah. 
could be. That's definitely probably the hottest place in the Estados Unidos, but the hottest place on Earth, guys, ever recorded. That's a quick caveat is El Aziza in Libya, um, where a temperature of 136 degrees Fahrenheit was recorded September 13th, 1922. And I got to ask, guys, what is it with religious fundamentalist countries uh, and it being hot as shit? It's like already the hottest place in the world. And then they're like, now all you women put on these head to toe burkas. Yeah. Right? It's just it's mm-hmm. insult to injury, if you ask me. Um, scientists predict that the same spot may reach as high as 215 degrees this summer. So, ladies of Libya, you might want to consider a stronger SPF for your eyelids and the tops of your fingers. Hmm. They didn't – not 215, really? No, they didn't say that. Okay. Yeah. That would be quite a jump from 136, but th- that is hot. That is hot. Uh, yeah, alarm's any, hot. Anything over, like, 72 is probably too hot for a burqa. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's just – yeah, I mean, come on. Let's bring that religious fundamentalism to like I don't know, like a colder place. San Diego, a colder place, yeah. like uh, you know Europe. We're yeah. like, uh, or just Russia. do away with it. Or yeah. you could do away with it. That's yeah. your yeah. call. Yeah. Uh, what's today, guys? What are the holidays? Well, today is um, World Pasta Day, National Greasy Foods Day, I Care About You a Lot Day, and all of those holidays exist because of another holiday they share with October twenty fifth, and that is National Mother in Law Day. Oh, right, nice, fantastic. Mm-hmm. As in, like, fuck it, I'm just going to get some pasta and egg rolls after dealing with your mother-in-law all day. (laughs) And then after she leaves, you know, you say something that you know is true, but your spouse can't recognize about their own mother. Then they get really pissed at you. Uh, That's never good, yeah. Yeah. And then you have to say, say, I'm sorry. You know I care about you a lot. And your mother's great. (laughs) And then then you say, you can't see it because you're just like your mother. And then Mm -hmm. that doesn't go over well. There's a hilarious Onion article that popped up not too long ago. It was like, uh, man tests waters for the first time by uh, insulting mother-in-law. Yeah. (laughs) For anyone out there that hasn't. Don't do that. Look, I'm sure my parents have pissed all the people I've dated, right? Uh, I've been pretty lucky with great um, parents-in-laws of of relationships. But... uh, if you haven't addressed with your partner um, the things about your partner's parents that annoy you, just don't. That's just one thing. You just leave it alone because nothing good can come from it. So. That's a special thing you get to keep. Mm-hmm. That's just for you. That's for you. Yeah. And it will make your friends laugh really loud uh, when yeah. you say it behind their back. So yeah, that's it's for you and true. your friends. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, guys. Today in history, uh, 1940, the first African-American general was made in the U.S. military. Benjamin Oliver Davis uh yeah u.s army pretty cool nice um also katie perry was born in 1984 so you're welcome Mm -hmm. uh all right what are the honorable trends right big weekend huge weekend shiba inu the uh cryptocurrency ethereum-based cryptocurrency uh was trending big time because it was googled more than two hundred thousand times uh after it shot up in value 50 percent to point zero 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 Three six seventy five cents. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it, I, I'm. I feel like I'm missing the boat a little bit on Shiba because, as you said, it's on Coinbase now, and this is a great entry level coin for anyone who just wants to say they own something. Um, so it's probably just going to keep going up, right? I mean, I don't think you missed the boat, Wes. We bought it six months ago, eight months ago. Since then, it's tripled. Uh, we didn't get in on the thirty six million seven hundred and seventy seven hundred and 7,000% growth that it's taken from day one. So well, put a buck in when it launched. Boat. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. missed the fucking boat. But it has yeah. become the world's 11th biggest cryptocurrency by market value. So that's pretty what, good. What, is it over a billion? Oh, it's like 14 billion. Oh, no, I mean, that. that's, that's too big. Not, yeah. The market cap is that. Yeah, market uh, cap, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. That's mm, too pretty, much. I'm not, not I'm not getting in any coin that has over a billion market. You should, though, because no. um, here's what happened with Shiba, right? It, it got really hype, right, as a Doge alternative. Then uh, Coinbase listed it. It went up. And then now there's a big, big change.org petition for Robinhood to list it. Fuck Robinhood. But it is a mainstream brokerage um, account for crypto. So uh, it's I, only only get go. It, I only get it on the ground floor like Starship. 
Yep, Starship is crushing right now. Is it like 60 cents yesterday? Mm-hmm. 70 cents. It was fucking nuts. So you're welcome for that, guys. We took you from, uh, I think we, we introduced Starship to our listeners at like 28. 20 something. Yeah, and it's had it's gone up and down, but that's crypto, but it, it, it had an all-time high yesterday. All right, Patrick Mahomes, guys, was also trending. Uh, he was all the rage on the internet Sunday after he had to be helped off the field and out of the game uh, against the Titans after taking a knee to the head from uh, Tennessee's D-lineman Jeffrey Simmons. Mahomes, he cleared the concussion protocol, so that's good, but it's unclear if he'll return next week. And his brother, TikTok dancer Jackson Mahomes, gave a statement to the media regarding his brother's injury saying, quote, how does this affect me? Yeah. Yeah. He just danced. He just danced. They're like, what what are you trying to say? He's like, I think I said it all in that dance. Patrick Mahomes is going to be just fine. Um, he had a bad Jackson. game. He had a bad, bad game. game. Twenty-seven to three, I think, was the Titans. Over the Fumble interception. Ugly. Not looking good. Don't bet on the Chiefs. Um, okay, let's get into the uh, top three trending topics of the day. Number three, guys. Bomb cyclone. Yeah, meteorologists are at it again, throwing sick sounding names onto weather phenomenon that are way more sick and cool sounding than the actual phenomenon itself. Uh, and the newest one, bomb cyclone, right? It's pretty, sounds pretty cool, right? Like, oh my God, man. I just sounds like it should be a club. Can't yeah. believe Dangerous. I saw a fucking bomb cyclone. I don't yeah. even know how I'm alive, right? Wrong. Yeah. It's not much of anything. A bomb cyclone occurs when mid-latitude cyclone rapidly intensifies, dropping in atmospheric pressure at least 24 millibars, which is a measure of pressure, over 24 hours, and the low pressure is uh, stronger than the pressure of the storm. So that's a bomb cyclone. I see. So it's a major mm-hmm. gorilla dick. You it's can a be, huge gorilla dick. You can bro. be like, oh, I just survived the bomb cyclone. Yeah. Yeah. Good for and then you. people are like, whoa, he's not, got a not, huge gorilla dick. Not an impressive shirt to yeah. wear. I survived the bomb cyclone, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, bomb cyclone led to record rains in Northern California over the weekend. Anyway, let's move on. doesn't matter. People were talking about it. Not worth it. Number two, this one's kind of sad, guys. Uh, Gunther. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Gunther. Michael James. I'm sorry, James Michael Tyler, the actor that played Gunther on Friends and was Central Perk's surliest barista. He passed away on Sunday morning after a three-year battle. Uh, with advanced prostate cancer. He was 59. Um, he, in 2018, saw a PSA uh, about prostate cancer. I was like, maybe I'll check that out. And it turned out it was advanced when they tested it. Oof. Make sure if you're, uh, well, both men and women, but it affects men more. But if you're a man north of 40, like Wes is about to be, get in there, get that finger up your butt. I was going to get go it over with north or south it, of yeah. 40. I, I just wanted a finger up my butt, apparently. Yeah, they say 38 now is yeah. when you should do it, like 38 and a half or something. But uh, yeah, unless you just you know, want the finger up your butt, then you just go. Gunther. Go yeah, you can just get a finger up your butt. It's you a free. Go, if you have yeah. health care, it's a free finger up your butt. Right? Right. Um, yeah. Gunther, in the most Gunther move of all time, went on the Friends reunion like via like like a Zoom call. And they were all like, oh, it's Gunther. We're, we, have, we haven't talked to Gunther in years. And he looked like he was dying of stage four cancer. And they were all mm-hmm. like, oh, and like none, none, none of the stars had like kept up with him, which was like exactly his character in Friends. He was just invisible uh-huh. to Rachel and everyone on Friends. No one cared about him. And he literally was like, hi, I'm here. I couldn't make it in person. Person, because and then like it came out the next day, he was obviously dying of cancer. So, right, uh, Jennifer Gun- Aniston, total Gunther, hadn't caught up with him in fifteen years. None of them really yeah. had. Uh, but <laughs> he also said with Matthew Perry, <laughs> he gets all the worry. Dude, yeah. I started watching that show. Uh, the the good was it the Good Wife or the Good Fight? The Good Fight, which is a spinoff of the Good Wife. Uh, it's a pretty good show. Matthew Perry makes a uh, like a guest appearance arc in the first season over four episodes. First two episodes I can't fucking watch because it was like right around the time of the Friends reunion. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, he's like and Michael like, J. Fox. Yeah, you can't fucking. <laughs> he's just fucked up. On the set of Parkinson's, he just takes too many drugs. Yeah, right, he's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Well, it's the same kind of thing. Like, he oh, claims- look, it's Michael J. Fox. Hey, <laughs> yay. Like, like, cool, Matthew claimed- Perry's in this episode. Yeah, yeah. He claims it was dental <laughs> surgery. That's what, yeah. that's what he claims. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's talk about Gunther real quick, guys. Oh, he said in the Friends reunion that Mark's referencing, quote, it was the most memorable 10 years of my life. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but Tyler appeared in 150 episodes of the show. That's debated. 148 to 165. It's different from all the sources. Who knows? But he was there for pretty much every episode after the pilot. Um, and he will probably forever be known 
as the luckiest extra of all time, because here's the thing about television. Television residuals, fantastic money, insane money. Uh, And television peaked from a viewership perspective in the late 90s when Seinfeld and Friends were on the air. So Friends will go down as one of the biggest television shows of all time, period, cannot be beaten just because our media has changed. And it went to syndication. So Gunther, uh, who is Tyler, right? He started as a background actor on the show and um, he got steady work. So he was like a pinned background actor because he could operate a cappuccino machine because he nice. worked he'd worked at a um, at a coffee shop in real life. So, you know, probably paying him act background actors usually make between like 100 and 200 bucks a day. But, you know, whatever. If you're in L.A., you're trying to make it steady work, steady work. Pretty cool. Uh, he had gotten his hair bleached because a friend who was a hairstylist wanted to test out her, uh, I guess, her dyeing skills the night before his first day. So he stuck out like a sore thumb, and then he became a fixture on the show and essentially the seventh cast member of Friends, uh, appearing in the most episodes outside of the core six. And uh, he ended up making $4.65 bucks nice. for his time on the show. Wow. And because it's in syndication, I bet he was pulling down north of six figures a year um, from oh, yeah. residuals. So, oh, yeah. Pretty there good. you go. Pretty good. But then um, God gave him prostate cancer. Yeah, Mark, so, that did happen. I was trying so, to end on a... I was lucky until... Hey, he's 59, mm. right? That's pretty yeah, that's... For right. us, that's pretty good. We yeah. would be pretty stoked at 59, but he might not be a degenerate <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Oh, wow, he made it? <laughs> oh, man. 59. <laughs> wow, high good, five good high job. High-fiving each other. Put him out of his misery. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the year, like what we we all agreed <laughs> to start doing heroin just gets lower and lower. Does a spit take? Yeah, oh, is he like the oldest man alive? Seventy now. Yeah. Yeah. How did he get okay. out of bed? <laughs> okay. All right. uh, biggest story of the weekend, guys, aka the cream of the crop. All right. So Alec Baldwin, we heard Alec Baldwin. It was all over the news. Uh, it was tragic accident um, involving Alec Baldwin on the set of his new film Rust that killed the cinematographer. Helena Hutchins, uh, and injured the uh, director, Joel Souza. And um, here's what happened. Well, so, well, filming a scene in New Mexico for Rust, uh, which is a Western. Uh, Baldwin's an actor in that movie, obviously, but he's also a producer on the film. He pulled the trigger of a gun uh, that he thought was an unloaded weapon. Uh, this was during a rehearsal, apparently. Um, and it was pointed at the camera um, with Hutchins operating the camera. She's a cinematographer, director of photography. Uh, and the director, Souza, standing nearby. So the bullet went right into Hutchins, unfortunately. Um, and I want to get into a couple things because everyone's got an opinion. But there's some things I think that people should know about what the protocol on set is with weapons and how this may have happened. Uh, and we are going to get to some exclusive information about how this happened uh, that you'll hear only here on Hard Factor. But So he killed the bullet killed the director of photography and injured the director yep. who's yep. now out of the hospital. Yep. Okay. Yep. It went exactly. through her into yep. the director. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's the deal, guys. I want to make some, some stuff clear about weapons on set. So um, I'm, and I want to say this, I'm no expert on weapons, right. Or on set weapons. Um, however, I have been uh, on a number of sets where real weapons were being used. Uh, and I've talked to a bunch of different armors and people in those departments, who know, a lot more than me. Uh, but here's just the general of it. So on any set, right, with weapons, there's an armor. And uh, an armor is a very niche and necessary job. On film and TV sets, they're using weapons of any kind, especially guns. And the armorer's job is essentially to be the person exclusively responsible for the weapons on set uh, and their safe and proper use. Their job is to have the coolest name, title of anyone on set. It is the sickest name on set. Yeah. there's not a lot of armors, believe it or not, because it's like not a job that mo- I'd say like probably 90 percent of movies don't need one. Right. Uh, well, so it's got to be also probably one of the easiest jobs if you're not a complete idiot. I mean, 100 percent, you know, 100 percent. And that's the that we'll get into that. But you are right, Wes. An armor does need to have a lot of knowledge and has a ton of responsibility, an absolute insane amount of responsibility. Mm-hmm. But Except a lot of times, movies, like the Patriot, where everyone's got a musket, it's like seven. That's 000. probably a different story. But right. most movies, yeah. it's probably pretty easy. Yeah. Okay, so there's an armor, right? Uh, there you go. Uh, here's the other thing: the first assistant director, right, or the first AD, is the most important person on a movie set. Period. When it comes to set operations, they're the boss of the set, and they are personally. And this is not, I'm not, not hyperbole. They are actually personally responsible for every person on set. That's a responsibility they take when they take the job. And while the armor is the boss of the guns, ultimately the buck stops with the first AD period. That's it. 
no two ways about it. It's run like a military organization, a movie set is, uh, with hierarchy, right? And last Thursday, Dave Halls, right, who's the assistant director on Rust, he handed Alec Baldwin a prop firearm, okay? It was a real gun that they were using a, as a prop in a rehearsal. Now, there are movies that use blanks, right? There are movies that use cap guns. There are almost never, ever, ever movies that use live rounds. But let's assume that this, web, this uh, set was using pr- uh, blanks, which they were. Um, a cold gun, which is what Dave Halls yelled. Cold gun means nothing in the gun whatsoever. Not a blank, not a real bullet, nothing. He handed that to Baldwin, right? Uh, and he let the rest of the crew know that the gun was not loaded by saying it's a cold weapon, which is traditionally done with a rehearsal, okay? Um, and that begs the importance of distinction. As, as I said, I'm not a weapons expert, but uh, this incident has been like a whistle calling everyone who's familiar with guns to bring their expertise into the comments sections. So it's important to know, as I said, cold set means not loaded. I'm sorry, cold gun means not loaded. And um, they're used in rehearsals. So what's the alternative? That would be blanks, right? So blanks, if you don't know, are bullets, right, with no projectile or slug. They're bullet casings that have gunpowder in them, which is often partially or half-loaded, right? Uh, And when the gun is fired, there's a recoil, a shell casing pops out, and smoke uh, to give the effect like you actually shot a real bullet. But the thing about blanks, and I learned this firsthand in a very scary way, is that blanks aren't safe to point at anyone at close range, because if you fire a blank, stuff comes out of it. Gunpowder, uh, gas can come out of it. And at close range, you can kill someone straight up. Uh, I was on a short film one time. Someone put a blank in my hand. This is when I was very young, a gun loaded with blanks. Uh, the camera was supposed to come around me. I was acting as an actor. I was supposed to point the gun, you know, past the camera and at the actor off screen. I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to point the gun at the actor off screen but I did. And I pulled the trigger and I shot another man in the chest and he started bleeding from the gunpowder of the blanks. It was a very scary and terrible you time. Bald, you bald him. him. Well, this you was, a uh, eh, I mean, look, it was, we were fucking around. I didn't know any better on a movie set. This should never happen. Period guys. Um, and also Pat, what I heard is that even like, if you are using blanks on a set, you have to make sure you clean the fucking gun after every time, because there is little remnants left in there. That's what killed, cl- that's, that's what killed yeah. Bruce Lee's kid. Exactly. So, right. it, right. was, it was a tip of a bullet right. and a blank was connected to it. And like that tip yeah. of the bullet was enough to kill Brandon. Lee. So a little tiny yeah. piece. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. So let's say you were firing uh, real live rounds right before blanks. You got to yeah. clean, clean that it. barrel out. Mm-hmm. Right. They were using a dummy round in The Crow 1993 when Bruce Lee's son Brandon Lee was killed. A dummy round is a um, it's a non firing bullet. But if you're using a revolver and the camera's right up close, you want to see that there's a round in the gun. So a dummy round got jammed in that gun, and then they loaded it with blanks. Mm. So when the blank fired, the dummy round killed Brandon Lee. Uh, mm. Blanks straight up had killed another actor in the 1980s who put a blank to his head and pulled the trigger. It was so close that oh. the force of the gun Jeez. killed him. Uh, pretty nuts. So the third thing, guys, to know, right, is there should never, ever, ever, period, be a live munition on a movie set. There's no reason for it. It should absolutely never happen. The only time, to my knowledge, it's happened on a large production was Act of Valor. Remember the movie with the Marines? Uh, yeah. There was actual they had their own guns. Yeah. People freaked out. People were really not happy. Uh, that was more of like an indie film. And I think it, yeah. people let it slide because it was the time and it was real military people. But there's just no purpose for it at all. Um, it, it would be like if you were a poison scientist, right, who had poisons and samples of poisons in your home and you decided to keep them in your family fridge in an unlabeled Gatorade bottle. That's the equivalent of bringing live ammunition to a it, set. It, it'd right. be like if they used, uh, you know, black widows in arachnophobia instead exactly. of, you know, what if someone had their own personal gun on their trailer because they wanted it in case someone was robbing the set from all the hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of machinery and, and and stuff? It would be unacceptable for them to be a, bring a personal gun on set, period, okay. unless they unless the assistant director was a psycho and let them do it. But uh, technically, like, let's say your truck, right, is not set technically. Right, uh, right. Right. Uh, but generally, never. Um, the armor, especially if you're a fucking armor, right, and you're handling all these guns, and in this movie they were using blanks, you should be triple checking every morning to make sure I don't have any real bullets near me. There's no chance of real bullets getting involved here. I feel like as armor, you should probably check it 100 times a day. Because you have, nothing, job. Else, That's you have nothing else to do. It's the easiest job in the world. Flirt with whoever you want to flirt with and then Quadruple check, check, check the, gun the gun again and again. Yeah. Every 10 minutes, check the gun. Right. All right. Like, so <laughs> the round that, bald, the round that Baldwin the fired, clean it. Yeah. the round Baldwin fired was a real bullet. 
the same bullet you'd buy at a, at a Walmart or a Dick's, whatever, and, and you'd fire out of the gun. Um, Jeez. The last thing to know, guys, if there is a gun on set, here's the protocol. Guns are kept in a safe with the armor. Uh, that is done even if the guns on set are plastic. I've been on movie sets where plastic guns are kept in a safe. And out of respect for practicing good safety, out of respect for the protocol, uh, you know, you treat those guns like they're real, even though they're plastic on set. Yeah, the gun is handed. Like, okay, I'll put it in at my own time. We'd calm down. That's a, I'll, I'll get it back in the safe in a this second. This is a little right? silly. Huh? This is getting ridiculous. Okay, but that, that's exactly what you don't do. Guys. Right, right, right. Right, because you just don't. Oh, you okay, let me put it in the safe. Let me put the plastic gun in the safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess, okay. But then shit like this happens. So yeah. the gun is handed from the armor to the first assistant director, right, who inspects it along with the armor. And then there's almost always an announcement made, right, when the gun gets on set. Um, to describe what is the protocol of the gun. Is it a cold gun, right? Does it have blanks in right. it? it? If you said that there was a live round on it, you should walk off set right away because that should never happen. But uh, the first assistant director inspects the weapon. Everyone else on set is usually invited to walk up to the, to the weapon and inspect it. Um, so, hey, guys, here, I'm handing the gun. I'm the armor. I'm handing it to the first assistant director. This has a blank in it. Would anyone like to inspect it? Or Jeez. this is a cold weapon. Would anyone like to inspect it? Sounds like uh, an Ep Epstein party. Everyone walks up and inspects it. Uh, rarely. That, you have to be real thirsty she to actually come inspect it. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and then the gun is handed to the actor. Right now, the, the actor is also invited to inspect the weapon. Um, but again, all this is usually covered. Seems, seems ridiculous. All this is usually covered with a safety meeting at the beginning of the day, right? With the, which the first assistant director is supposed to lead. So here's what we know. There was an armor on this set. Her name was Hannah Gutierrez. Uh, this is her second film as an armor, her, as a head armor. Her father was an armor. And she... I, Identified, she was identified as the armor who did Got set up family this, biz, huh? Yeah, uh, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. But she did set up this prop gun, okay, which was mm -hmm. placed on a tray with two other prop guns, identical ones, uh, and put by the assistant director to eventually be brought over to Baldwin. Um, Dave Halls, who's the AD, who handed Baldwin the gun, he apparently has had complaints over safety on set during his last two productions, not calling safety meetings. Uh, there was a production he did for Hulu where the prop master, who's it's not his job to mess with guns, came in and demanded that they have safety meetings and call out the protocol of weapons before they were used on set. Um, yeah, I read he would like make fun of how meaningless the safety. He was a major. Uh, do we really have to put the plastic guns in the safe guy? That was his M.O. Like, he was that guy. Yeah. yeah. And um, on the set, guys, of Rust, before the Thursday incident, there were two accidental gun discharges. Right. So this is ahead of the incident where Baldwin's stunt double had been told a gun was cold so no round whatsoever and it wasn't cold hmm. uh and this led to a number of crew walking off the set including the camera operator okay which led to the director of photography operating the camera in the scene that killed her it's not traditional on a medium-sized movie well, that, that a director of photography right, that guy or girl made the right move the camera operator yeah. whoa uh, yeah yeah, not I mean, fucking good. Probably feels like shit, but that was like definitely the right move. Is it is it true, Pat, that this this first of all, I heard that this this armorer was says now that she was probably not ready for this yes. uh, job. She and, said that before on a podcast, yeah, right? And two, that this was this that they had like like joy guns like floating around this fucking set, like they were just using for fun when they weren't when they weren't actually filming to like go shoot cans or whatever. There was like a a fun gun uh, around. Uh, yes. So the woman who was the armor said in a podcast before she got this job, she mm -hmm. had just wrapped another job where she had acted as the head armor for the first time. She said, I didn't think I was ready. Now, now that, that's kind of been taken out of context. She did not say she didn't think she was ready for rust. She was reminiscing on in the previous general, job she had. In okay. general, being an armor for movies. But right. she was very green. This was her um, second job. Right. I also read things like they didn't maybe didn't have... The, the A squad, whether it be from strikes or lack of low budget, and that they were cutting corners and like making people drive 50 plus miles an hour to work instead of putting them up in hotels. So they were showing up to work tired and angry. I heard that like the whole fucking set was just a disaster. Yes. the So this is some yeah. some stuff from some from friends of mine that worked on the set or near the set. Uh, production was refusing to get hotel rooms for some of the crew. Uh, they were forcing them to drive to Albuquerque when they yeah. were shooting right outside of Santa Fe. It's more than a 50-mile drive because it was cheaper. The camera utility guys were sleeping in their cars, and it's really cold in New Mexico at night. It was not a good situation. It was, it was, it was what you'd call a shit show in a, in a movie like set situation. It's like if we were doing a movie exactly how we right. would do it and have in the past when we've done 
when we were children. When, when yes. we did like movies for like a 48 hour film festival type thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Baldwin was the executive producer. So he's the guy cheaping out on all this. Yes. Um, potentially. Uh, so I don't know the structure of the film, but a lot of times an actor will get a role as an actor. And if they're prestigious enough, they'll get a producer credit. Mm. Right. Which sometimes they're actually producing. Sometimes they're not. I don't know if he was or not on this situation. I heard but he was the part that was the executive producer. Boy, I hope he was because like he's liable with that title. He's liable with that title for civil lawsuits. Right. You know, whether he was. So I hope he was in the decision making because well, he's look, fucked now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess, man. Um, civil. Here, here's why that there were, there were bullets on set, guys. Um, they were shooting rabbits. So. Mm hmm. There was some fun time. You guys ever been around someone who doesn't handle guns often when you're on a ranch? It's fun right. uh, to say, hey, man, uh, like whenever friends would come out of Texas, we'd go out shooting. They would love it. Right. That shouldn't happen at work. And that was happening. Um, they were going around maybe on their lunch break. Let's go grab the guns and go shoot some rabbits. Mm -hmm. uh, that is so fucking out of protocol. It's disgusting. Um but the question, I think Mark has made his decision, but I disagree with him, is was it Baldwin's fault? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that, first of all, I, I, I'd like to know why he was pointing at the camera. You're saying it was a rehearsal, so maybe it was for a scene. But if he was just, like, you're not supposed to point a gun at anyone, right? Like, Absolutely so like, not true in film. Yes, okay. in real life, 100%. Okay. Yeah, um, that, that's why I'm getting to the nuances of the protocol. But he he is the, the like, associate producer, executive producer. Like, he is liable not only did he pull the trigger, which sucks, he was told it was a cold gun, but he's liable for a civil lawsuit for all the things that went wrong that you just described on the set. He And he pulled the trigger. So it's a double whammy for him. I don't think he's going to do any time, and I don't think they're going to even bring a criminal case. But if her family or anyone wants to sue him, he's going to lose that lawsuit. I agree. But I'll, I agree. But it's, he, it's, it, it's like unintentional manslaughter, right? It's like yeah. when, you do, when you're when you unintentionally, you're acting in a, maybe a careless way. If the court can deem that he was acting in a careless way by whether it was pointing the gun, not checking it, not following right. safety protocols, he's going to be liable. And who are you going to sue? The 24-year-old right. armorer, daughter of an armorer that's worth $100,000 liquid or right. Alec Baldwin, the guy who pulled the gun and was the top boss on the site. Right. Uh, I agree. Probably I, Alec Baldwin is who you're going to sue. I yeah. agree. Yes, he's liable. But yeah. here, here, here's here's my take on it. Should it have been prevented? Could it have been prevented? Absolutely. Was it Baldwin's fault? Not necessarily. He was the third line of defense, right, in making sure that the weapon was actually fault, cold. Yeah. So it's first and foremost, the first assistant director's fault. Second, the armorer's fault. Third, Baldwin's fault, but only because he's a producer on the movie as well. And it's fourth, everyone who was on that movie set's fault who did not yeah, so speak who's, up. Whose job would it be to shut down the site after people were walking off because there was two accidents? First assistant director's job. Okay. Oh, right. Or at that level, the or producer's Baldwin. job. Yeah, but the, 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 mm -hmm. imagine this, Mark. It's like if you're, uh, you are taking over a daycare and you're not interacting with the kids, but I say, Mark, if any kid gets hurt, you're liable. That's the responsibility the first AD takes on. So the fact I that the first, that. I think that so there's a, a lot of, of people. Shit. A lot of yes, I think there's a lot of people that could, that did the wrong thing and get in trouble. I just I know how it's going to end. Alec Baldwin's going to lose millions of dollars, and right. it's you know he it's he's he's also some has some liability. But we've done like 20, 20 minutes on this. I think yeah, yeah okay. It. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, let's talk about our sponsor today, Crowd Health. Great uh, job, though, Pat. That was. Very informative. Good detail, yeah, sorry, so. went long on it. I just no, no, it's, it's, it's awesome. personal it's to me. It's yeah, yeah, always no, it's fucking. It's horrible, man. When yeah. this happens on movie sets, and it should never happen. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's talk about crowd health, guys. For most people in the U.S. Uh, who are concerned about the cost of health insurance, insurance, there's not a lot of good options. You can either go uninsured, which I did for a long time, or you can pay through the nose for a high deductible plan with questionable coverage, which is what I'm doing right now. And as soon as it's up, I'm moving over to crowd health, uh, guys. This is because the insurance system is broken. It's like being stuck with an outdated cable TV plan uh, and not knowing about what was the, the channel you were telling me to watch Troll 2 on this Comet, weekend? bro. It's a new sci-fi channel. Get it? Because like Comet from outer space, they do only sci-fi. It's like the JV sci-fi channel and they had Troll 2 on it. Mark is literally like tweeting at me on Saturday night like <laughs> about like my favorite bad movies. Like it's on Pat. Why aren't you watching? And he's quoting it to me. I can't. It's like, uh, like some channel I've never heard of. My wife and I, I made my wife watch it for the first time. I was rewinding it. Yeah. <laughs> Troll it's too. Good. It's great, guys. But anyway, look, it's uh, Crowd Health is not just health insurance. It's a better way to pay your medical expenses. It's a community of people who are tired of paying for a broken system, a place where you can get simple, flexible, and an affordable way to pay 
for your health care. Pretty cool. Uh, being in a crowded health community can save hundreds of dollars a month and put thousands back in your pocket. Uh, you can use an app, too, that they have, which is really well built. And you can find a doctor nearby, uh, ranked from one star to five, which is something I appreciate a lot. Because every time I'm searching for a doctor on my weirdo PP70 or whatever the fuck I have, it just... It's, it's a nightmare. Anyway, you can scan bills before you throw them away. It's a full-on situation. Uh, so, guys, if you want to get down on this, Crowd Health is able to offer amazing prices because of its community of health-conscious members. And uh, they have an amazing offer for you guys, our listeners, right? So, for your first six months, you can get that for just 99 bucks per month. And that's a lot of savings, almost 50% versus their standard pricing and a lot less than those crappy high-deductible plans. You just go to Join crowdhealth.com slash 99 and enter the code HARDFACTOR at sign up, one word. Join crowdhealth.com slash 99, enter the code hard HARDFACTOR. CrowdHealth is not an insurance company. It's a community-powered alternative. Terms and conditions may apply. It's a hell of a deal. It is. Uh, I've been around the world, and I, I, I found three stories. It's time for the TikTok international moment. All right. We are headed to Africa first. Then going to go to Europe times two. So let's get going. Um, so, yeah, we're going to check in on Kruger National Park in South Africa. That's actually been the scene of a few incidents this year. And I think we've reported on a few things there. Um, like, for example, a woman who got charged for running over a cheetah with her car last month. You can't just kill a cheetah in your stupid car in Kruger National Park. That's that's well, I mean, you it's shouldn't like, be able it's to like honestly. shooting live round on a set. Just right. Not, mm -hmm. yeah, but the challenge of trying to run over a cheetah, which can run almost 60 miles an hour, is, you know, it's true. Was it, like an, it wasn't an ad for her for her car. Was she like right. <laughs> faster? <laughs> yeah. What car was it? That's um, the cheetah. Kia. So this time it was uh, the animals, though, that would be we'd be doing the running over, though, uh, as a sus suspected poacher was trampled to death. By over 10,000 pounds of karma uh, over the weekend when an elephant just stomped on the motherfucker. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. You love to see a poacher getting killed by an elephant. You yeah, do. By, by 12,000 pounds of irony. Um, allegedly, it was a group of poachers who uh, then abandoned their fellow poacher when they saw the elephant, elephant stomp him literally into the ground and to <laughs> death, obviously. Once he went below the surface of the ground, they started running. Uh, they said, not today. Let's get the hell out of here. The elephants are on to us. So <laughs> the rest of the elephants now call that elephant Hammer. That's his nickname. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You I mean, needed to make an example out of him, but like that's against poachers' code to just run away and leave your guy there. You know what I mean? There's yeah, no poachers' I'm code. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They don't have a code. Uh, yeah. It's actually not the first time poachers have been trampled to death by fed up elephants at Kruger National Park. Back in April 2019, a rhino poacher was stamped to death by a giant elephant leg like this. This is the last thing he saw. Uh, no, mm. uh, giant elephant leg, and then eaten by a pride of lions after the, after the elephant stamped him to death. <laughs> so the whole park wildlife got in on it. The elephants just squished these morons, and then the big cats and meat-eating animals come in and turn them into Brian Laundry. Uh, they only found that guy's skull back in 2019 and a pair of his trousers, so it was just like his pants way over there, and then his skull, and that was all. Um, Man, yeah. I could see, so like, uh, I w did you guys see Wayne LaPierre, the, the former guy from the NRA? who he had he had those stools made of elephant feet from oh, an elephant they, no it was four stools of elephant feet mm. i would he's, see why these lucky. elephants wanted to make an example out of this poacher bro they're taking their legs and turning them into furniture yeah the yeah. elephants are smart and pissed uh so if you're gonna poach in kruger national park in south africa look out for the biggest animal on earth that's definitely going to try and stamp you to death if you like if they see a rifle uh on your person and hear you muttering about how valuable tusks are like i can't wait to sell all these horns and tusks uh and i'm so yeah. interested in that that i can't hear literally the largest and land mammal sneaking up on me like I'm, i want to ask you guys what do you think about the ivory burning burning the tusks uh, are you familiar like, with that no, no i don't so I, off the top of my head not knowing it i don't like it yeah, so I here's the deal guess what uh, it is, but... when they find large stashes of illegal har illegally mm -hmm. just well ivory period mm -hmm. they'll burn it uh, as an example it's like hey you can't buy this we don't want it on the street we're just destroying it off the earth but some argue it just raises the price of ivory and further incentivize poachers. I, don't I, know. I like that argument. I think I, it does. I don't know what, what it really proves, 
burning the ivory. I mean, just arrest, just make, how about make an example of them by arresting them for a long period of time? But, but then who yeah. gets the ivory, you know? I don't know. Put it in a museum. Give it to like the back to the national park. Um, the give it back to the elephants. Yeah, give back to the elephants. It's like a peace offering. Like, <laughs> yeah, you'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> just a graveyard of their brother and sister's tusks. Or yeah. sell it to fund some to conservation That's what efforts. I'm saying. Sell yeah. it and then and then build yeah. better, better things in right. the park. Maybe give them like uh, chains around their legs so they can stomp them people easier um and if you're gonna get trampled to death by an elephant that you are seeking out you're a real idiot like that's on you that's a pretty uh bad way to die you know yeah i'm gonna mm-hmm. go try to steal stuff off this elephant oh i'm dead uh you know idiot anyways next we're going to the uk uh in the uk we have another man that was ruined from above you know, from things above, just like the last story. Uh, this time, it's a man who was sitting in his backyard in Windsor, England, uh, enjoying a nice, warm summer day this this July a couple months ago when he looked up and saw a lot of stuff heading his and his garden's way fast from up, up in the air. Uh, and then he started to see, oh, that looks brown. That looks brown. <laughs> and it was uh, because it was human shit and waste from a plane that flew overhead and dumped a plane's load of shit on top of the man's head. Uh, and it landed oh. all over him. My okay. God. So have you <laughs> why do they have this option? Uh the dump option, right? Yeah. I, I feel like if you've ever like uh drained an RV, if you've ever had the fucking horrible experience of having to release the uh the valve on an RV when it's full because you can't get to the fucking uh vacuum place, that's exactly it. It's like a vacuum hose, right? Yeah. It's like it's like a reverse gas uh uh gauge or not like hole, right? Why do they have like a dump option? I think the like, person like Operation has, Dumbo Drop was shit. Yeah, the executioner or the person has the button. I think you just have to hit the button and just never read the local <laughs> paper again. Just be like, that's it. Just wipe your hands it and then never think of it again. Like, yeah. yeah, an engineering uh, mistake. It's not great, right? According to a local counselor, because this guy, the reason it's coming back in this news is because he's suing now. So it's like the law, the lawsuit's like picking up. Uh, according to a local counselor he hired, he said uh, his whole garden, garden umbrellas and himself we're covered in poop. Um, and I think we covered a, a similar story mm-hmm. where a family in California and like their neighbors were out in the, in the above ground pool or whatever. And, yeah. the, and like they all got kind of splattered at the pool. Uh, yes. But this is this is um, apparently what happens here is it's rare, but planes do dump frozen sewage occasionally. And this dude was in the path to London Heathrow. So like they try to like dump frozen sewage over, you know, like not populated areas. So this guy's probably in a remote area directly in, in line ah. with, with London Heathrow. They hit the dump button, mistimed it. Normally <laughs> it's just a block of shit that probably, you know, if it had hit him would have killed him, but also probably would have missed him because it's just one block of shit. But since right. it was a hot July day, it turned back into shit <laughs> and like slowly <laughs> melted. As yeah. It melted down. on the way down. <laughs> He's like, could have killed him if it remained a block, though. I know, could have, but it also probably would have missed him because it's smaller. Right, so right. You, run, you run the risk of you could have died by a block of frozen shit or or He's kind of lucky. Yeah. yeah, and then it, it just w- melted. <laughs> it wouldn't be a block. It would be like a frozen tarp of shit because yeah. it would be freezing as it's touching the air, as it's being let go. It's messed up, man. It's messed up. It ended up with him uh, getting the Joe Dirt treatment uh, when he thought, yeah, there it is. He thought he uh, had a... Thought he had like a missile or a rocket, and it was just a tub of shit. So he's suing, and I would say, uh, <laughs> give him whatever he's asking for, right? You dumped a plane load of shit on his head. Like, do they know which uh, which which airline it was and which I don't plane? Think, and I don't yeah. think they're speaking up. <laughs> Man, nobody's gonna admit to that. <laughs> no, <laughs> they have to. Uh, the, what they did with the the family in California is they sent in the shit and tested it, like the the, uh, uh. the, the air the airline the national airline safety. Uh, commission has to like test the shit and then like they can do a dna check and for see, stool samples yeah, yeah see who was on the uh you know on those flights <laughs> um but yeah tough day for that guy all right and our last story our last stop today is in spain and it's a good one um some interesting claims have emerged about spain's controversial former king juan carlos the first have you ever heard of this guy no interesting looking eh, guy though. no okay um, yeah, according to testimony from ex-police commissioner and Secret Service boss, Jose Manuel Villero, Villarejo, there you go, uh, who is on, on trial himself for blackmail and corruption, so we've got to take what he says with a grain of salt, and according to a former mistress of the king, 
King Juan Carlos had such a strong and violent sex drive, even at 70 years of age, that he was causing all sorts of issues with his horniness. And people in his inner circle and Secret Service decided they had to stop the king by secretly dosing him with female hormones and testosterone inhibitors to get him to stop humping everything that walked and pumping his chest out to all the guys he worked with. <laughs> Jesus, what a oh. handful. What a man that needs yeah. that, you know. He had too much testosterone to be to be around. Like no one could be around this guy. What a specimen. Yeah. His rampant desire to bone was quote <laughs> becoming a danger to the state. Uh, <laughs> Villarejo claimed that former National Intelligence Center, like their CIA CIA boss, their CNI for them, uh, and close ally of King Juan Carlos, Felix Sanz Roldan, was the mastermind behind the female hormones plot. It probably was like, we have to do something about Juan Carlos. The king is fucking all of our daughters, and don't get me started with his handshake. What the hell is he <laughs> with the deal with those? Is he trying to break all of our fingers? Is it, was it because of potential daughter fuckery, or was it like to I prevent war? I think all of the above. Yeah, I think the people in his inner circle on their daughters' genitals. Yeah, exactly, I think people were sick of him fucking their wives in, in the inner circle, and and just like like I said, squeezing their shoulders way too hard. Um, you know, he yeah. was he was having his way with his testosterone. Spain, Spain has a like a like a ceremonial king and a president, or or is it just the king is the leader? No, he's you're not leader. asking that for real, are you? He's the king's yeah, leader. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, he's, it's, 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 it's is it like is it like you the UK where there's a well, ceremonial fucking queen? No, no, because no, I'll know. tell you. So like, oh, we'll get to it. Um, Juan Carlos's former mistress, Karina Zhu Sign Wittgenstein, allegedly said back in 2016 that people in the royal entourage were giving Juan Carlos quote a lot of female hormones to take to take away his strength. They have taken everything from him. He could not be with a woman or anything anymore. So they just like took this guy's penis away from him with these hormones. Um, there's also some alleged uh, medical records that show traces of testosterone inhibitors in Juan Carlos's system. And Wes, Juan Carlos was the king of Spain from 1975 to 2014 when he took over in 1975 from General Franco, who was like a dictator, and he moved Spain to become a democracy. Uh, mm. This Juan Carlos guy did. Um, so he had some power. He had some influence. Uh, but he's currently being investigated for money laundering, millions and millions of dollars in kickbacks he allegedly accepted while uh, ruling and then clean, cleaned and hid it in Swiss bank accounts. So this guy was pay and he was paying mistresses to keep their mouth shut. He was just a menace toward the end of his reign, accepting every bribe and fucking everything that moved. So his inner circle had to drug him into being a beta male because he was way too <laughs> alpha. <laughs> Mm. What a run, though. Yeah. God did something right with him, right? Am I right? Yeah. Uh, but they have a prime minister, right? That's look at the, him uh, looking. Look at him looking for that woman he wants to bang in the uh, out mm. there. He's like, where is she? Um, I don't know, Pat, about that, but it sounds like, unlike the Queen of England, he had some, some influence. Yeah. Well, he's clearly just a dominant figure. So yeah. <laughs> did you hear the story? Yeah. <laughs> they in had any to, venue they that he's had in, to right, give him right. female hormones and take his testosterone away because he was. Uh, he was a pill. <laughs> uh, and look, not everyone has the drive of King Juan Carlos I. That guy was a once-in-a-generation libido, right? Uh, but it's okay, because when the moment for intimacy arrives, you can be ready. You can be Roman-ready. Uh, whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment when the moment arises. Uh, even though you are far from ordinary, the truth is that ED is very common. In fact, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction, and the benefits of ED treatment can help you reconnect with your partner and rediscover the joy of sex. Roman's system is uh, completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos or labels on the packages, right? With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to to find the best treatment plan, if medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. Nice. And getting started is simple. Just go to Roman.com slash hard factor and complete an online visit. Uh, go to get Roman. Sorry. Go to get Roman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash hard factor today. And if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. You're going to be indoors a lot. Be Roman ready. Go to GetRoman.com slash Heart Factor. Nice. Uh, got another uh, sexy new sponsor. Let me ask you guys a question. Are you guys getting enough? And by, and by getting. Always never. Yeah, right? Yeah. It can always and be by, more. Yeah. 
And by getting, I mean banging, and by enough, I mean other people's holes. You really ask him that question? It's like the king of the king of Spain over here. Yeah, yeah. You really ask him? Have you uh, been yeah, getting yeah. enough? Yeah, I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Well, I bet you love more holes, right? That's what I'm getting at. Well, um, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more uh, with 50 percent off just about any item. Plus free shipping on your entire order. 50% off. It's pretty good. So what do you have to do to get your 50% off one item and free shipping? Well, it's not hard. Just go to adamandeve.com. Select any one item. Could be, you know, adventurous new toy. Anything you really desire. Maybe a costume for Halloween. I don't know what they have on there, but it's got to be good. Just enter offer code HARDFACTOR at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item. Go check out adamandeve.com today. Select one item and get 50% off, including free shipping when you enter code Hard Factor, H-A-R-D-F-A-C-T-O-R, Hard Factor at adamandeve.com. Uh, you might want to go check that site out. It's, uh, it's Can you treat. imagine this double here? You go get your online visit, get roman.com slash hard factor, right. get some pills sent to you in two days, go to Adam and Eve, you get $15 mm-hmm. off that. Go to Adam and Eve and get 50% off like sexy lingerie or yeah. maybe a little, vi- little cock ring. Or... Tell you what, I, right. I appreciate that yeah. on Adam and Eve. They, right. uh, you know, they categorize. About- yeah. The sex toys <laughs> in uh, realistic, vibrating, and huge. That's one of the um, huge is one of the the categories which I really appreciate. Yeah, thank just God. So you know, <laughs> thank God listen, they huge. got everything you want. Yeah, if you can't find it on yeah. Adam and Eve, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Let's just say that. That's true. Um, um, all right, boys. Seeing as how we do have these new incredible sponsors, uh, I thought it would be appropriate to do a threesome of sex-related stories for your enjoyment. So mm. threesome. Um, yeah, maybe it's this. It, Maybe not everyone's enjoyment. Some of you are actually going to hate this segment, and you will see why. But let's get it going. So, again, three sex-related stories. I think it's appropriate we learn about one of the tools used in sex before we go any further. And that tool is the tool of tools, the cock, uh, the custard launcher, the ding-a-ling, the hammer, the wee-wee. And according to a new study, um, how you refer to your penis might depend on the size of your nose. Because contrary to popular belief, the foot is not the best determination for speculating on the size of a dude's penis. It's actually the schnoz. Whoa. You believe that shit? You believe it? No. No? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. So I apologize to anyone who might have, uh, you know, penis dysmorphia out there, which is now a recognized disorder, a disorder having to do with insecurity around the size of your dick. It's a real thing. Um, so listen up, you gorilla dick button those bastards. This is going <laughs> to... This is going to... This is going to ruin your day. Um, A survey published in Basic and Clinical Andrology measured the stretched penal length. So they call it the SPL. So you take your penis, you pull it out, right, Um, of 126 adults. This is not erect. This is not erect. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Pull it out. This is not erect. This is not erect. Right. This isn't an erect penis. This is the the, 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 the pull. Guys are like turning blue. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a fitted sheet. It's like trying to put on a fitted sheet. That's right. So they took 126 adults between 30 and 60 years of age. I can stretch it further. Alongside a range of other data, like is this a queen? <laughs> like, um, I got a king. Alongside other data, like Kill nose wires. size, height, <laughs> and weight, and they found a direct correlation between nose size and penis length. In fact, other than just seeing the flaccid penis itself, seeing the nose is the next best thing to see to get a good idea of whether or not, as Miss Yellow would say, if it's worth it and how hard you got to work it. Um, you know, so that I mean? guy behind you. So, yeah, so this guy, we'll get to him later. Okay. Um, so in a short new YouTube video on his social channel, some surgeon, YouTube doctor, Anthony uh, Yawn, this guy, um, he's like a sex expert, penis expert. He talks about implants and stuff. He broke down the most important, like, key takeaway of this thing. He says men with larger noses have an average wiener length of 5.3 inches, where men with shorter noses had an average length of 4.1 inches. So not a great study for guys with tiny noses, I'll tell you. Uh, if you're just walking around. Dr. Now, Big Nose smiling over there. Look at me. So he loved that study. Yeah, yeah. So uh, FY, yeah, this is the guy. Um, this is the guy, Mehmet. Oz Yurik from Turkey, he holds the uh, the world Jeez. record for longest nose in the world. Um, that's he's, not the only. That's not the <laughs> yeah. only. Longest. Look at that! Yeah. Look at that guy. Three point four six inches from the bridge to the tip, and but this kind of throws things out the window because this is Jonah Falcon, and he doesn't look like he has a very big nose, does he? Uh, no. Not really. But he's oh. got the biggest dick on earth with a uh, uh, you know unconfirmed but confirmed not anything official but official. 13 and a half inch erect penis. So <laughs> he's, a, he's what you call an outlier in statistical data. Yes, he's an outlier, but he's got the biggest, but he doesn't have a big nose. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, interesting stuff. Got a third leg. Yeah, yeah. If you might want to—that's the guy that was on Stern a lot, right? He is on Stern a lot. Yeah, yeah. he's always on Stern. There was there was prank call him because he has, <laughs> he has a shitty like Mets like podcast that no one listens to, and they always prank call him. They're like, "How big is your dick?" <laughs> <laughs> he tries so hard not yeah. to let that be the only thing. <laughs> Richard and help. Sal call him twenty times a week and ask, yeah. pretend to ask him a Mets question. They're like, "Whoa, who are the Mets playing this week?" Or, oh, by the way, how big is your dick? Is it thirteen yeah. inches? Yeah. Yeah, he does. He, he was doing porn, and he's like, you know, he's all into all of it. So let's keep it move, let's keep it moving closer to actual sex. And what I'm, uh, uh, you know, about to talk about is sex. It's just really frustrating and boring sex. So let's explore the Mormon tradition of soaking, which we've talked about before. But for those who have no idea what I'm talking about, let me just play this little video for you by this TikToker and ex-Mormon Lexi McDonald, who is stirring up controversy in this interview. She gave to BuzzFeed. Young Mormons, usually like teenage to college student kind of age, um, are very sexually repressed. <laughs> because obviously they're not allowed to touch themselves. They're not allowed to look at anything sexual. They're not allowed to even like hug or kiss anybody for an extended period of time. But sometimes it gets to a point where they just can't help themselves. So soaking is a thing that happens. Come on. That is basically where the boy puts his penis inside the girl and then they just hold still. No thrusting, because that would be sex. But if you put it in and you just sit there and don't move, it doesn't count. It sounds like I'm making that up, but I promise you that is a thing that happens in Provo, Utah every day. So there you go. That's what soaking is. Uh, and it's it's the legal, it's the acceptable, I guess, loophole in the Mormon religion where you can remain pure. You don't go to hell, which, of course, uh, sexual sin is is the sin next to murder, according to Mormons. Um, so within the, the church. The came up with soaking is a fucking hero. He's a oh. genius Mormon sex lawyer. Is what he is. Right. He's right. like he is like the highest. Was it John Smith? It's like after him, it's this guy. Whoever. Well, yeah. I bet what happened is some guy that really wanted to work around. Around this, but also not go to hell, hired a bunch of Mormon sex lawyers to just study the rule of Mormon for mm-hmm. years and years. And then one guy found a loophole. Right. Imagine that day, man. Wow. It's yeah. soaking. And, yeah. So to take it a step further, some Mormons are so scared of hell and, and delusional beyond repair that they are participating in something called jump humping. And here's a video about jump humping. Because Mormons think that without friction, Jesus isn't going to be mad. Exactly. You just go with the motion of the ocean. And then sometimes there's a third person who rocks the bed for you. So you're just not allowed to move. Because, you know, it's okay if there are outside forces creating friction, but you can't be the one to involve in the act. Yeah. It's like an act of service. Jesus said, serve others. So When you're thirsty, it's called to soak in a BYU door, and you have to jump on for her. Come on. So that last video is a girl. This is big in BYU where the girls get called over by their girl. The guy's like, hey, I want to soak. Come over, baby. And then they're like, we want to jump hump. So someone has to go and jump on the bed. And that's how they get. Basically, that's how they fuck. Um, Lisa, I swear to God, you said you would fucking jump hump with me today. What? What are you talking about? You're Jump going out higher. They get the yeah. big. They get the big girls. To get out yeah. the bed. <laughs> oh, you want a fat? You want a fat guy? That's fat how babies are real get popular. Yeah, yeah, you get the heaviest person. You <laughs> yeah. know. I mean, yeah. jump pump. We Talk can make about, a lot of money at BYU. Oh Talk God. about uh, really raising the stakes of pressure for these gentlemen. Get not only are you like, um, not only are you asking the guys to just put their dong in and hang out right yeah. without jizzing everywhere, but then also you're bringing another woman into the bedroom yeah, who's right. like uh, cool to be there. Yeah, yeah. jump pumping. It's crazy. It's crazy. So it's gotten out of control. Uh, it, you know, it's it's it's. It looked, they're like it's like those it, beds in the hospital. <laughs> they're like you have someone pushing the button, like to move yeah. the bed up, and the legs like those, of the bed in. Yeah, the vibrating beds. Yeah, like, the, oh, yeah. there's someone. A third party's putting a quarter in the bed. Right. Yeah. As it's long nuts. as you don't put the quarters in. So the BYU Virginity Club weighed in on this craze, putting out this statement uh, full of some way less fun alternatives to sticking your penis in the vagina. Um, and they here's this statement they put out it says, but the truth is soaking. And jump 
uh, I think they might say jump humping, and other variants are an affront to God. The Bible warned of these prophets who come to us when we are most vulnerable and preach or ma- immorality as virtue. So they suggested uh, false prophets, that. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of soaking, try basking in the light of the Lord. Instead of jump humping, try jumping to your feet to sing God's holy hymns. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Said the no? re- repressed right. homosexuals yeah. of the uh, BYU virginity <laughs> club. They're just they're one layer uh, removed from not being able to deal with this because they can't admit that they're gay first and then second that they want to fuck. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, yeah they could use a, a jump Unless hump, there's another explanation. Session. For it's why the, the fuck you joined the virginity club at BYU? I mean, because you're scared, Pat. Because you, you've you've been so fucking brainwashed your whole life that you think you might actually go to hell. Um, and then this meme I thought was funny. It would say, uh, "Soaking we're both, we're is a practice. Soaking is a practice used by some young Mormons." Blah, blah blah. And then it says, "This is so effective because God is a T Rex and he uh, his vision is based on movement." And it's a, it's a, t- it's, a it's a T-Rex climbing through the window dressed as God, and they're like uh, not moving in the bed. And they says, "Where'd they go?" <laughs> you can't see if they don't you move. See, you can't see them. God's what? a T Rex. What percentage <laughs> of soaks end in full on sex? Oh, I'm saying 110 of soaks. Right. You, just, you, just, you tell yeah. you tell you tell Big Betty to get off the bed and leave because yeah. it's about yeah okay we we figured it out thank you for the jump pumping now if you want to leave right. please I mean or it's worse can... than like you know we grew up uh, like being like semi scared as just regular Christians with dry humping right but like exactly. soaking is just a whole different level that's just gonna yeah. end in sex you're nervous with no religion at all think about these guys they're just they're they're told that they mu- it's next to murder um, soaking ends in a ton of like pregnancies because and abortions. Like, the, yeah, exactly. The guy, the second he's in there for the first time and he's yeah. soaking, she's right. he's 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 finishing inside there. They right. should call it a leak in the faucet or something, like, yeah. like a like yeah, like a drip dripping. They should call it dripping. Well, they call also call it fermenting. They call it um, uh, uh, like I forget one of the other ones. It was it's Plug something ridiculous. Hole. Yeah, yeah, something. Like, here's a, here's another funny picture I found of someone post, uh, posted. It's when you're B- at BYU and get woken up by your roommate cursing at her boyfriend for pumping twice during a soaking <laughs> session. Uh, <laughs> Stop it! BYU I mean, it's is crazy, man. They got, they got some crazy shit going on at BYU. That's amazing. You yeah, know, a- you know, so, you know, guys are testing out the pump to see if she complains too. Oh, it's of course. Like, you do like full pump and she like, she doesn't say anything. Then you give it a beat. And then you do another right. pump and then it just it's on, right? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and then last one, <laughs> finding reasons to have to like move a little bit. Right? Are you yeah. on this position? Is a little on. Oh, here, there. I'm gonna shift. Oh, okay, oh, I slipped. There. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. a better soak. This, this is a better soak angle. This is gonna team up with the other TikTok uh, of everyone purposely getting Tourette's, and they're gonna pretend like they have a tick. And it's oh. gonna start humping away. I like yeah. that. That's a good yeah. idea. Um, all right, it's time to go all the way, like Madonna in a league of their own. We're going all the way, May, and we are going to talk about a new trend called fluid bonding. You guys hear about this shit? That sounds disgusting. Yeah, well, it's actually um, pretty, pretty just it's, just, it's just a new like way to say uh, fucking without protection. So fluid bonding, it's uh, it's not chemical or biological process. Fluid bonding happens when partners consensually or consciously decide to have sex without condoms or dental dams and exchange bodily fluids. And depending on the people and sex acts involves, those fluids might include semen, saliva, vaginal fluids, and anal secretions or blood. So, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, I, yeah, I fluid bond every time I have rough sex. Um, nothing new there's here. Level, there's stages to fluid bonding. Anal right. secretions being at the high end. Yeah. Of the- <laughs> Listen, you, you're coming. If you're if you're not using a condom stage and you're coming, eight, you're fluid bonding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but you're missing the whole thing. So, uh, the key difference between simply fucking without a condom and the true intimate experience that comes with making a conscious decision to share bodily juices and really concentrating on that part of the act, that's difference. According to some people in publications trying to make a name for themselves with this bullshit, like the publication Inside Hook, fluid bonding with partner is an active, conscious choice that revolves around consent and intent, the opposite of stealthing, where you technically, you know, fluid bond, but through trickery and sleight of hand. Um, That's Loki's version of of fluid bonding. Right. Uh, And this other woman, Luna Matatas, 
who's like a creator of Peg the Patriarchy. Uh, she talked to Women's Health saying, fluid bonding is a term that describes pre-established agreement between two or more people to intentionally go without barriers, aka consensually fucking that protection. protection. And uh, Shanae Adams, a sex expert, education, and clinical counselor, says it's more than just not using a condom. It's a pact between two people who acknowledge the risks, rewards, and seriousness of barrier-free sex, as well as their mutual responsibility in protecting each other's health and well-being. So, uh, you know, it's... I don't see it as a different classification of it's not. Yeah, it's 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 just it's it's the it's the the awareness that there it's 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 like if you if you like you, you're about to fuck someone after a night at the bar, you're drunk and you're like, hey, I don't have an STD. Do you have an STD? And they're like, no, I don't think so. And you're like, OK, well, we're going to fuck without a condom then. I can't believe I fluid bonded with Nelson and of crabs now. Right. Yeah. It's just fluid. Bonding. That's but, not you can't get crabs through fluid bonding. <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah, through, yeah, you can. Pubes. Yeah, I mean, you certainly but can. It's not yeah. a fluid. It's a well, friction thing. It's sweat, friction bonding. Yeah, but sweat. Uh, so you Insert can do it, any disease. You can do it with uh, sweat, saliva, blood. So French kissing, uh, oral sex. Um, you know, just you, know, you can just fuck without a condom. Participate in this. You know. Yeah, we shit. call that. Hey, cool if I raw dog. Right. Sick. Yeah. Right. They're just we trying to make it more meaningful. They're trying they can to call it whatever yeah. they want. Yeah, they're trying, yeah. To, yeah, trying to not sound like men and female horse. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's all they're trying to do. Yeah, so. we're fluid, fluid bonders. We're not. Yeah, exactly. Sex. They're trying. Not, to, we don't have the drive of Juan Carlos. We're just fluid bonders. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. they're trying to redefine the RDC. Like, so. uh, hey, and let's have a real quick raw dog chat. Cool. Yeah. All right, we're cool. That's right. So, Simple. Bunch Leave of it bullshit. As it is. Bunch of bullshit. So, uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for Hard Factor. Thank you uh, for joining us on this fine Monday. We will be back with us tomorrow. Make sure to check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash hardfactor. We're up to over 350 people on there. Keep growing. Uh, check out Starship, uh, the, the altcoin. It's going to take off to the moon. If you want to get in on that, still still a lot of time. Uh, and then go to store.hardfactor.com. Check out. Oh, sign up for a year. Send in the car. You get a free sweatshirt. Year of Pop the Clutch, you get a free T-shirt. And a year of Florida Man Friday, you get a, like a free mug, I think, is what we're doing. So join us. It's a lot of fun. Or we you love just, you. You could just soak it for a month. Yeah, you can just soak it. Yeah, we'll we'll jump on your bed. Um, So, yeah, we love you. Have a great fucking day. See you later, yeah!